probably I'm the oldest one over here, but uh, even as a shliach, who's a little bit older, I yet I really was blown away by myself, you know, it's, and it's important to see the dedication to the Siddhisnefesh of Shluchim, and to be motivated by, by yourself and your own Shluchim. Uh, so I get a call, actually the call came through uh, to my son-in-law, 
who was running his end-of-the-year campaign, so he was busy. So he asked me to handle this. So there's a shliach of all places in Vietnam. His name is Avrami Hartman. I'm not sure who knows him. Avrami Hartman. I know he's not even 30 years old. So Bechlau, you know, a lot of times when you try to think about your Mesidus Nefesh and Shlichus, you realize, and the Rebbe writes it in some of the Rebbe's Sichas, the Rebbe's letters, that sometimes there's an Indian to go talk to remote places, to go places where there is less, uh, less Yiddishkeit, less community, just to show the whole concept of Atem to look to Lechod, Echod, that every Yid is important, just like the Cloud Yisrael is important. But in Yiddishkeit, every individual is an Oyla Mole, and it's Kedai. So, Cloud for Shaliyah, Leave uh, or whatever the other places of general. It's already it's a it's a it's a akrova. It's a self sacrifice. It's a big akrova. But anyways, he calls me up and he says that he has a yid over there who who died and Nabachi had cancer. Was fifty nine years old and the family decided they were going to cremate him. Yid is married to a non-Jew, married to a Vietnamese woman. He's not even so close with this particular person. He's not close with him. He just, you know, maybe comes in once or twice a year. He saw him, maybe came in for the high holidays or something like that. But it wasn't like a regular. Later on, I found out it was a cancer macher, this guy. I mean, he was like a, a writer. The newspaper was a big golf person. He was, you know, he was... Uh, he had some, you know, some accomplishments in his life. But in any event, he was going to be cremated. So once he heard this, he, uh, you know, went to the family. And he said to them, no. He says, I'll raise all the money. I'll take care of everything. He found out that this guy's mother is buried in Sharon Memorial in Sharon. <laughs> so he said... You know what? We're, he convinced his Vaisha wife, Lou the last Chesed Shalemis, and we'll bury him in Kaveri Yisrael. So he's buried. Okay. He says he's going to take care of all the expenses to fly him and to bring him, whatever is involved. You know, it's not a cheap process. He's going to raise the money for it. So he calls me up and he says, Look, you know, I can bring him to the States. But over here in the States, I have no idea how to handle this. Will you help me out and you know take care of him there? I said, of course, I'll do what I can to help him. Yeah. So, but in the middle, I just say in the middle, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, here's a Ashliach over there, you know, has nothing else to raise money for. You know, I'm sure Vietnam is not again, I don't know exactly what goes on over there, but he's gonna raise money uh, to make sure a year that he doesn't know. <laughs> barely knows, to ship him over to, I see, is there such a thing in, in, in all of Cloudy Yisrael today, outside of the of the Rebbe Shluchim, somebody should really care about a, 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 another, this is a Chesed he can't expect, I mean, the Goyesha wife is going to support him, or the, he's going to give her, it's a Chesed you know, he's never going to get anything in return. Okay, so, I said, let me go ahead and, you know, let me help him, try to get involved, got the people involved, 
we put it out a little notice in the blog by Hashem. We didn't, couldn't even get a, a Yiddish name. We couldn't get a Yiddish name. I saw the Mitzvah, he had a cake from Halzachim. But can Yiddish name is the Shtok? So I said, Yisrael. I said, but something tremendous happened to me. As I was going out to the Leviathan, to the funeral, he calls me, we arranged it Wednesday night, he calls me Thursday morning is the, is the Leviathan. calls me Friday morning. So we made up to meet at a quarter, to, a quarter after nine. We're going to meet at the cemetery over there. We finished davening. I slept in a little davening. Cloud after davening, I have a, a schedule that I learn for a few minutes. I learn a little halacha, and I learn also try to learn the Rebbe's letters. But it was gazer shpet, and we have to cover it and all that. I said, okay, you know what? Let me take a moment and let's learn one letter. Let's put a short letter of the Rebbe. And we started from the beginning. And we went through all the halakim. We learned one. Two, three, four letters a day. One letter, depending how it goes. We go in a seder. We go. So we're up to Chelik Vov, and letter number one thousand six hundred and seven, I believe. One thousand six hundred and seven Chelik Vov. It's a three-line letter, and the Rebbe writes there such words. I thought I was gonna. The Rebbe writes over there. The Rebbe says, "I want to thank you." The Rebbe writes, "Mikerev." which means very deep from my heart. He usually writes, he writes, uh, appreciates, but which means from the depth of my heart, Rebbe says, I want to thank you for organizing the Levaya for my brother in a proper way. The Rebbe was talking about sending a letter to Anhobos Agudz Chabad for the Rebbe's brother, Yisrael Ariyelayt. At the time I didn't have such, I named him Yisroel. Then I thought, <laughs> I thought Yisroel is a Yisroel of Nazar. So it was pushed in the chazik me to see that the Rebbe, right there, two minutes before I'm going to do, the Rebbe said, I thank you. No chayid, you know, a brother. This is my brother. Kol Yisroel areinim zebazer. And what do we learn the next uh, the next day in the Hayyim Yom? The next day, the Yom the Rebbe brings down over there, that Medav Hoven, as the Alter Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe, the Tzelt, as the Zayd, the Baal Shem Tov, as Gizogt, as Medav Hoven, Mesiris Nefesh, for Ayidin, was with them, Kekon Gizem. You have to have self sacrifice, even for a Jew that you've never seen. And I said, Mikaukhok Yisro. I mean, so you see, I mean, I, I, I just was, I was hesitant, you know, I, to be honest, I started making him shyless. I said, how do you know 100% that this, this guy is a Jew? I said, okay, his mother was buried, he's Jewish, you know, Hefshir. And I, then I said to myself, look at the it's a horror arbit. Here, he's buried, everything is there. Who knows that I'm Jewish? I mean, I not Okay, we, so there's no reason to be chayshish. I mean, it's like you like everybody else. But I'm saying, if I mention if you're looking for a reason not to do, you can find a lot of reasons. Why should I go spend money? Um, it, it doesn't make any sense. Everything, when it pays, if you're going into 
a cheshven, you calculate it. So, I said, sitting in the presence of my chaveri, accomplished, it's, a, it's an honor, but it's also a uh, trembling. But it is Yutus Kislev. It's really beautiful to see the community get together. This is what this is what the the Rebbe, the lot of the Sikhs, Rebbe says that one of the was it the Zaydig of Chasidus. He says, what did he want to accomplish? He wants that Chasidim should be and the fact that each one in his own place does tremendous good things, has the following, has large communities, has a lot of credits, and yet we all get united together as Chassidim when it comes to Kislev, to Fabre, to encourage each other, to be inspired. This is the really the accomplishment. This shows that Yutus Kislev, that the freedom of the Alta Rebbe, that he was successful, that Chassidim was successful. So the Ebishu should help us that from this Fabrengian, that we'll Fabreng together to come out, as the Rebbe would always ask, that we should bring out the Maiser, that we should bring out the Maiser, to strengthen each other, because while we're, everybody is busy running around, so some people run around in Milli the Alma and Udin the Choyl, some people running around in Milli the Kedusha, in Udin the Kedusha, in Holy Day. But yet, to remember who we are and what we are, that we are and that we celebrate, so hopefully we'll be able to have together and we'll bring out the best in us, our Iskashrus, our love for the Rebbe, for Chasidis, for the Eberster, for Torah, and for Abbas Yisrael, for each other, and together we can accomplish all of the hopes that the Rabbi put on us together. That's love. Lachaim, lachaim.
You know, Yudas Kislev, what the Rebbe wants us to talk, the Alter Rebbe wants to be mischazik in the Limudah Hasidus and Darkah Hasidus. We have to 
talk about and this order to arouse ourselves to the learning of Hasidus. It's very interesting that the way the Alter Rebbe ends off the Tanya, today's Shir Tanya, is that with finishing the Shas, the Limud Hanigla to learn. And the Alter Rebbe seems to be worried that uh, there's going to be uh, too, uh, uh, too many people for the Shas. In other words, as I said, you can divide it two times in the minion, you know, like, as if, you know, the worry is that the people will all uh, learn and they're going to have more people to take it. But still, our uh, main uh, focus today should be on being this order to learn Hasidus, to behave like Hasidim, Darkia Hasidim, and to be Mekushim to the Rebbe. That's the Nekudas that we try to talk about today. Talk about today a little bit. Uh, talking about, you know, that the whole today is as man, Baruch Hashem, there's so much information available. It keeps on non stop. We have Baruch Hashem, it's not enough time to, to push and sit and read everything and listen to everything that comes through today. To the There's side Father Amy over here that we should listen to. Yes. we want both conversations. We know that the Alter Rebbe had Mesiris Nefesh. We know all the story that the Rebbe brings down and it's brought down in the Rebbe that during the time that the Alter Rebbe was incarcerated, when he was in prison, he was visited by his teachers, the Magid, and the Baal Shem Tov. And the Alter Rebbe asked them, why do I deserve this? I mean, I think when we just talk about the Alter Rebbe was freed, he was arrested, we have to stop for a second and imagine. Imagine the Alter Rebbe, a leader respected amongst hundreds of thousands of Hasidim, with a tremendous, tremendous level with everybody, even the opponents that opposed the Alter Rebbe, but the reason they opposed it because they were afraid, because the Alter Rebbe stood for something. I heard, if you heard last year, they published it, and I uh, heard it this year again, you heard the Fabrengen of Yosheber, Salavechik, he said the story from the Litvish side, the story of the Hasidic, he said that when the Alter Rebbe came together with Rebbe Yitzhak Bardichev to the Gro, to Vilna, to try to straighten out. If you look, the Alter Rebbe tried his utmost to keep the peace. The Alter Rebbe did not want to take on his opponents. He did not want to. He wanted Sholem. He tried with all of his koyches. So he came together with Rebbe Yitzhak Bardichev. He came to the Gohan of Vilna, and they actually made it up to the attic. 
This is the way he said it. You know, you can listen to the tape. I listened to the tape. He opened up the door a crack, and he looked at the Alter Rebbe's face. And the way he says, just look at the Alter Rebbe's picture. He had an angelic look about him. He had such a beauty. And the Gross later on said, if he would open up the door, there was no way he could resist. The Alter Rebbe would win him over. Alkanemu would win him over just with his charisma, just the way his approach. And he decided, and the guest men that that's what Rabbi Soloveitchik says. I heard this about the Rachaim Kodesh and the Balshemtan, they used to say it, that if they were able to meet, the Mashiach would come. But he says it about the Groh uh, with the Alter Rebbe, that if they were to meet and there would have been that unity, the Mashiach would have come, but it wasn't destined. So when he tells the story, the Altarebbe actually, the Gro went through a window with a ladder and he left and he lived in another city for a couple of months. That's the way he says it over there. <laughs> Just so they don't find him anymore. And that's, that's the much that he... So the Altarebbe, you have to imagine, you, you, you're talking about someone who was so respected and so adored and he was on the head of the Hasidim. To take the Alter Rebbe and bring him into a carriage to, that's meant for murdered the Malchus, that was a humiliation. That was a, besides the, you know, we say arrested. This wasn't just, we're talking about, it was a, 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 a terrible, terrible thing that the Alter Rebbe went through. I mean, we're talking about that. But it was a, if you have to picture it, here you have Hasidim in the Dhamma, the Alter Rebbe goes and consults with Reb Shmuel Munkus, one of the Hasidim. The amazing thing is, you know, we all know Reb Shmuel Munkus to us was like a stickle, uh, a joker a little bit. But with the Altarebbe, a serious conversation, a decision, to make a decision, am I going to hide or am I going to give over? So what did Reb Shmuel Munkus tell him? He said to him, this I heard from the Rebbe. The Rebbe is recording himself. The Rebbe says, "Aim to be star Rebbe." That I can kill Mishnah. That means a bullet won't take you. And if you're not, and if Chazal not, with what right do you take away the pleasure? But if the Rebbe explains it a little, the pleasure because the Alter Rebbe taught that all Gashmi's nicked things should not be of any value to you. You should only. One root is the Eibister, as we learned just again. Zeich Vilnish Kelim Badir Chaleid. Nothing else is said. I am here today, and I am here. One of the people in the yard challenged me. He says, "But this is not for everybody. How could that be? How could we love just Hashem? You know, this is something which is." But so, the Shmuel Munkus, you see, told the Rebbe. So this was a big challenge for the Rebbe to allow himself to go into prison. So then, he was visited by his Rebbe. How I asked the kids today, how did they get in? Did guards let them through? The kids today, I asked them, how did they get through to the prison? Says, well, they visited the Alter Rebbe in prison, and I think in other places it says, Taka, they were the Gashmis, it was a Gashmis they can visit. It wasn't just a, uh, only a spiritual visit. Take a visit. Finished. 
Alter Rebbe wasn't asking with a timer. He wanted to know, was Vilmer from Shomayim, he's asking his Rebbe's, why is this, is this something wrong with what I'm doing that needs to be improved? What is this, what's going on? He was asking what's going on in the spiritual world. They answered him that there is a tremendous kitruk, there is a criticism above, and the fact that the Alter Rebbe is spreading out Hasidus in an unprecedented, in a way that has never been revealed in such revelation, with such explanation, with such force as the Alter Rebbe is doing. And there's a criticism about that. And because of that, you know, the Alter Rebbe has been incarcerated. Now, again, the Misnagdim that put the Rebbe into jail, of course that wasn't their Kavona. That's like the person, Raya Bechirose, like we said before in Tanya, they choose bad. Because they tried all kinds of means to stop the Alter Rebbe. They first tried to make their lives miserable, to cause them endless. The Alter Rebbe himself had tremendous service from his father-in-law, who wanted him to divorce his wife. He wanted him to divorce his wife because after the Alter Rebbe joined and went to the Maggid of Mizrich, he came to him. He didn't want him to stay married. He promised him that he's going to support him for the rest of his life. That was the deal that the Alter Rebbe made with his father-in-law. But once the Alter Rebbe was caught, he demanded that the Alter Rebbe take, get a divorce, divorce his wife. And the Alter Rebbe, of course, she didn't want a divorce, and she stayed, of course, as you know. But the people, the Mesnagdim at that time, they tried whatever they could to stop the Alter Rebbe, but they couldn't stop the Alter Rebbe. And, you know, there were certain periods, especially after the Grov, after he passed away, so there was even nobody to control the masses over there. So they started, they suffered, they had cherems against the Hasidim, and they had other tzaras. There were, there were stories that Hasidim literally got killed also. It was not in the Parnassus. It was terrible. It was a very bad time. It was brother against brother. All religious peoples. And yet, it didn't work. The more they tortured them, the more they tried to stop them, the more they increased. The Hasidim became stronger. So they didn't know how to stop him. And the real one they were scared of, as mentioned earlier, as Mer said, was the Alter Rebbe, because the Alter Rebbe, with his phenomenal abilities and his talents and his ability to lead and leadership qualities, he was pulling in the tens and the hundreds and the thousands were starting to follow the Alter Rebbe. So they didn't have a choice. So what did they stoop to? How are they going to stop the Alter Rebbe? They were so desperate to stop him, so they went to the government. That's how come they went to the government, and they brought the slander, all kinds of stuff that they made up. And as uh, the Rebbe says, you know, they intended, that was their bad choice that they chose. But the Alter Rebbe was in prison, not because they chose that. Now the Rebbe was in prison because that was the Eberster wanted him to be in prison. So he asked his masters, he asked his teachers, he asked Alta Rebbe, and the Magdalene, why? So they told him, because you're spreading out Hasidist on prison. So what would one expect? If it wasn't the Alta Rebbe, okay, 
If that's what, so let me get out of prison, I'll stop. So the Altarebbe asked his teachers, no. So does that mean, so now I should cut, maybe not teach so much, maybe stop it a little bit. And they said, no. Adra, from now on, you have to go with even more force, with more zeal, with more spreading out, with deeper explanation. And it's known, the Rebbe Rashab said, that you put to my Nisef Chutzah, really, in the earnest, begin after Yutis Kislev. As you know, that after Yutis Kislev, and then the Alter Rebbe was in prison the second time, he was let out shortly after, and then the Alter Rebbe moved to Liadi. So the headquarters was in Liadi, and then later on he moved to Liadi. But when he came to Liadi, it was a whole other story, a whole expansion of Hasidim. The head of the those days, there used to be like a head of a, a governor or somewhere, the, the head of the plach over there, these, uh, the czar had under him, every poet or every graf over there had his, uh, his, his section. And there was one, I think his name was Lubramiski, if I'm not mistaken, it could be, that was something like that. And he found, the Altarebbe found favor in his eyes, and he built the whole center of Chabad in Liadi, and it took a whole new level. Taking the Rebbe's Koyach to continue to learn and to daven and to do what Chassidus <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah
And we have to talk about that what makes us Hasidim is learning Hasidus. Not here to talk about who can do a little more or less, but it doesn't make sense to call yourself a Hasid and you don't take the time to literally take out a safer Hasidus and to study Hasidus. That's, that's something which makes you a chassid. A chassid learns chassidus. The Rebbe explains and gives it very good rationalizations and very interesting. The thing what happens when you learn when you learn and you understand there is an advantage and there is a disadvantage. The advantage is because when you learn something and you learn Hasidus and you understand it, you get to appreciate it. The advantage is you get to actually love it. You get to actually see the depth. You get to see the beauty. It warms your heart, inspires your soul, gives you energy motivates you 
lifts you up, makes you in a better place. When you learn, you get an appreciation. You get an appreciation for what you're learning. When you spend the time, of course you learn the chitas, you do the quickly, the shirtanya, but that's not enough. That's a, a ligirsha, that's superficial. That's not enough. To get a, a, a good feeling of it, you gotta spend some time. You gotta, huh? No, no, no offense, but I'm saying we're talking about to ourselves and we're talking to whoever the Balabatim, who, you know, we all have really good reasons. Uh, you know, we have busy lives, everybody, and we're all busy in very important things, I'm sure. But I tell the people, it's interesting, so when they come to shul, we have, I mentioned earlier, we have a, a community minion uh, during the weeks when it's early uh, you know, sunset, so none of the shuls can really get a minion together. It's like this, Baruch Hashem, we have three Orthodox shuls, we have three minyonim every day, you know, but when it comes to these short days, we have a combined minion. So, uh, so when it's in my shul, when it's in the Chabad center, so I give the Dvar which the other shul, they give them. And so, of course, when I give them, I try to give them a little bit chassidus. I give them a little bit. And the people tell me, you know, they tell me later, you know, we love this, you know, they, it's something different, you know, I mean, it's a little bit, it gives them a little bit of a, I give them a sikh, but I give them, you know, I try to give them a little bit of a, of a taste of chassidus. I said, I say to them, he says, you know, the, the Gemara, Shulchanar, the Mishnah, whatever the rabbi learns over there, you can get it in any shul. But chassidus, I mean, you have to come to Chabad to get a little bit of chassidus. Point what I want to say is, I find myself, and you know, the more time that I spend learning, you know, you get an appreciation for what you learn, you get an appreciation for the Alter Rebbe, and you get a, an appreciation for the Rebbe when you learn. You, 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 of course, we all know it's endless amount of greatness, not for us to measure, but it's, it's so different, it feels so good. When you actually are able to connect, you know, to connect with your mind, with your, with your, with your being, to really fully to comprehend and, and, and get it to appreciate, it becomes like the, the Zoyar says, the spannusum is in there. It becomes like a mozzarella. It becomes like a food. It actually nurtures you. You actually live by it. But not only do you live by what you're learning, you 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 get a different respect, you know, for the people. You know, you, you stand in. In, in, in awe of their greatness, of their insight, of their ability to come up with these ideas, you know, even, you know, you, 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 feel, you feel humbled, you know, you're in the presence of, 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 of greatness, you're in the presence of holiness, you're, and you, you can actually feel it, not just say it. So, we, we can say it, but when you actually spend the time learning, and you actually spend, you invest the time, that's what we have to talk about today. We have to talk about today that we must find time, we must find time to not just superficially learn, but to learn in depth and try to understand and learn the Mimer once and learn it a second time and learn it a third time. You know, sometimes don't just move on. Just try to figure out and, and get a good appreciation for, for the words over there. Get an appreciation for the Rebbe, get appreciation for the Alter Rebbe, get, get an appreciation for it because you, you actually get to live. That's the upside. 
the downside is that your own mitzvah gets involved over there. You know, I mean, you start loving it, so it's something that is uh, satisfactory. So then, you know, then it can lead you to wrong avenues also. There has to be the level of subjugation and not to, to, to think that you can really uh, grasp it, that you can really to, to remember that we're dealing with this with Torah Hashem. The Rebbe in this I want to share with you a little bit. The Rebbe, is, look, it's, it's so profound, every word from the Rebbe. My, my, I mean, I don't know why. I'm sure you're all excited like I am. But every time when I go through a Sikha, I just go, I go nuts. How the Rebbe is able to reveal such depth in such a simple way to such simple people like us, show us, you know, everything so clear. It's just, it's just so fascinating every single time. The Rebbe asks a very simple question. The Rebbe asks, you know, what, what I want to say is it's not about questions and answers. It's about, we have to take the time to learn. We have to take the line, learn from the sources. There's so many available places today. We have to learn from the sources. Get a chavrusa. The Rebbe expected to be kvis itin lafedosh. Have a shir, shir barabim publicly. Try to get people together to come to a shir. It's not the same when you have a shir in public like this. This one gets busy. This one doesn't. My wife needs me. My this needs me. My kids need me. I don't know. But if you make a commitment to come to a shir, to come to a public class, that's what the Rebbe wants us to talk today about, to strengthen the learning of Hasidus, that you should make shiurim, shiuri Torah, especially shiuri Hasidus. So it should be shiurim to get together. Now, you know, some of us feel that we can't get enough people together. Okay, you get one person, that's good. You get two people, that's good. You know, whatever you can get. If you can get ten people, no, not ten, that's doing better. But whatever is make a commitment. I'll share with you, I wanted to do the Rebbe, I had this course to go on a few times with the Rebbe and Yechidus. In my days, in my days, I wish we had enough seichel then, but in my days we can still go into Yechidus. So, at a birthday, so when I, of course, at my bar mitzvah, I went into the Rebbe and Yechidus. The Rebbe actually tested me, I didn't do so well. <laughs> But you know, the Rebbe's kind eyes, he just didn't, you know, there was not even an ounce of, of letdown for me. <laughs> was just, you know. uh, but I, when I went in later on, when I was 14 years old, when I was 15 years old, in my Yemen Lebes, I went to the Rebbe for the Yechidus. And you know, you go to the Rebbe Yechidus, you know, you share with the Rebbe some of your challenges, some of your inner struggles, and some of your things that you would not uh, uh, mention, you know, to other people. And but with the Rebbe you would share, and you would ask the Rebbe, you would pour out your heart, and you would write to the Rebbe, and ask the Rebbe, come and say, Rebbe, help me, you know. Hatzileni, you know. Hatzileni no miyadesov, you ain't gonna it's a harder. So ask the Rebbe, help me. And so one of the things I wrote to the Rebbe at that point, at that time, I said to the Rebbe that, you know, that bothered me at the time that, you know, I make resolutions. I make a resolution that I'll 
whatever, I resolve myself. I think of Machshav Azores, other things. I make a resolution. Things that plague some young people, sometimes older people too. And I make a resolution, and I said to the Rebbe, but my resolutions don't stick. They don't last. They don't. They don't last. You know. They don't last. And I said, but the problem is not that they don't last. I said, I don't want to make any more resolutions because I know already that they're not going to last. So what's the point? I said, I'm. uh, You know what? I have experience already. I've tried once. I've tried twice. I've tried three times. Doesn't work. Rabbi, help me. What do I do? And again, with no, no judging at all. Rabbi told me I give you two advice. First thing the Rabbi says: start with something very, very small that you know that you could says, min hakau el From light to heavy. Don't start with, with big things. Never start with big things. Start with small. Start with something. Even know that you know, even it's something very simple, but you know that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Number one. So, I wish the psychologists would listen to the Rebbe. <laughs> Number two, the Rebbe said, Whenever you make a resolution, make sure to share this with somebody else. Wherever you're comfortable, whoever says. It could be a friend, it could be your parent, it could be your teacher.